0: Today on Marathon to March, David Campbell and I are joined by our friend Adam Busack to discuss the number 66 team in the country, the Colorado Golden Buffalos. We discuss everything from their coaching, schedule, roster turnover, and everything in between. Thanks, you guys, for tuning in to Selection Summer. This is Marathon to March. Team number 66 of the Selection Summer Marathon to March Countdown is the Colorado Buffaloes, our first Pac-12 team of the countdown. I want to welcome on Adam Busack, our good friend, friend of the program, onto the that. show, big-time Colorado basketball fan. Adam, how are you doing today?
1: Uh, happy to be here, John. Yes, you could say that I am a big-time Colorado basketball fan, fan of Colorado, Colorado State, Colorado Community College, northern colorado, colorado, colorado and of course my favorite school in colorado wofford oh <laughs> <laughs> you've heard a Colorado right. school of mines man yeah d2 go order
2: diggers I, I want to quickly say congratulations Adam. of music to the Colorado avalanche on winning the stanley
1: Cup.
2: yes so i know that you're you rocking the Colorado hoodie um big abs guy i gotta give you the props feeling pretty
1: good i don't know if you can see this picture behind me but that's a uh a have uh, picture. It's autographed from the 2001 run back behind me there.
2: The one right above your shoulder?
1: Yes. Above Dude, like, shoulder. From
2: my screen, it looks like a Baltimore Orioles player. <laughs> Interesting. Looks like I'll just show you after
1: we're done recording.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: All right. So, Adam, the first question I want to ask you. Yes. I ranked Tad Boyle as the 21st best basketball coach <laughs> in the country. <laughs> and I felt like – it was, like, almost too low. Like, like honestly, like, I felt like putting him higher, like, I could have justified it. He has the worst recruiting base of any high major coach in the entire country. And in back-to-back years, he turned out a five seed and then another five seed and a team that won the Pac-12 regular season. And then they all – and then – and he, A year after they lost McKinley Wright, they almost make the tournament again. Am I am I like is it possible to sell it
1: short like he's an unbelievable coach? Oh, no, absolutely. I'm 100 percent on your side here. I mean, it's impossible to understate how bad of a hotbed Colorado is for high school basketball. Like there is just minimal, minimal talent. When's the last time a Colorado high school player got drafted? Can't name one. I seriously can't name one. It might go all the way back to Chauncey to be honest with you and what's so great about Tad Boyle um, recruiting wise is that Colorado is just not a hurdle for him. I mean look at the roster this year. You've got players from Colorado obviously it makes sense to have some but there's a lot from California. You go out to Maryland, you go out to Pennsylvania, even down to Louisiana. David mentioned a player from Minnesota in the pre show a little bit. And one of the biggest players that I'm sure we'll focus back on later this year is Tristan De Silva. He's a junior and he's from Munich, Germany. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's what's incredible about Tad Boyle. Is he can reach out and he can get the attention of just about anyone. And, John, actually, since we're on the topic of it, do you know what Tad Boyle's been up to this off season? I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> because it hasn't been recruiting, it's been coaching. Tad yeah. Boyle was named head coach of the U18 uh, Team USA uh, men's basketball team. Interesting. And you know what he did is he went out and he won a gold medal. So yeah. that just shows you it doesn't matter yeah. what amount of talent is heaped in front of him. He's going to go out and he's going to put a squad together and they're going to go out and win. Yeah, very good talent. Very good developer once he gets the
0: kids on campus, once he gets them working out. And that kind of brings us into the actual roster. You already mentioned Tristan Silva, who should probably be the focal point of this offense. Torvik has enlisted as around 13 points a game. I think that checks out the 6'10 big man. And then the guy I like to focus on, my favorite player on this Colorado team, K.J. Simpson, the Mm -hmm. the now sophomore guard, who had a very impressive freshman year. Mm -hmm. You, You never can really understand as, as a freshman in a, in a high major conference, there are way more physical challenges than you would realize um, in, unless you actually like play or coach or, or are around the game. And KJ handled that very well. I, I thought as did Julian Hammond, who, who was another one of their guards. So I think the end of the season specifically is something that they're going to build upon despite losing Jabari Walker, despite losing Evan Batty, and and even more, like, and Bartholomew, too. So, I think, yes, like, those three losses are big, but the growth that they're about to have almost replaces that.
1: Yeah, I don't disagree at all. I think uh, KJ Simpson is a great point, because earlier on in the year, last year he definitely had some growing pains that's what you expect a freshman stepping up he came from a good program at Chaminade in California but still you know had a little bit of growing pains but down the stretch towards the end of the year he was one of the best shooters you know we had that game where we went into Oregon and won at Oregon he was the guy that whole game you know he was your perimeter shooter and that's something that this team kind of really lacked last year Uh, at the beginning of the year when they weren't really closing many games out, anything like that. So if he can continue taking steps forward, uh, your guard play is going to be great with Simpson, with Hammond. If they can shoot around the perimeter, that's going to be huge for this team. So they're not going to have to rely so much on uh, the bigs like De Silva. Last year, that was kind of the kryptonite of this team, was Evan Batty, Tristan De Silva, were kind of your two bigs. And if they weren't having a good game, Batty especially, if he wasn't having a good game, there just wasn't much the team could do. Dave, you want to jump in on he- here on either of the guys we've
0: mentioned so far?
2: You know, I, I think KJ's got a ton of room to grow. I mean, he's a guy who's going to who's run the backcourt for this team. Um, but I don't think he has to do it by himself. I mean, we recently, you know, uh, we're going to be looking into some teams in the next couple of episodes here where there's a couple of guards that they're going to be super reliant on to be successful. I don't think Colorado necessarily has that. Um, with KJ, there's a ton of other talented pieces on this team where they can kind of take the pressure off a guy like Simpson, where you know you don't have to ask him to put up 20 a game. I mean, obviously, you don't ask anyone to do that in college, but you don't have to ask <laughs> him to put up like double digit points consistently because you do have Ethan Wright, the transfer from Ivy League. Um, you have another Javon Hadley who can play the two as well. So, um, I like KJ, I think he can be really good. I think he has the potential to be a, a, a Pac 12 all conference player when it's all said and done in his career at the end of Colorado's career. but as of right now, obviously, he a lot of room to grow, and that's for a reason.
0: Yeah, and just just alongside Simpson, you 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 mentioned you you talked about Julian Hammond a little bit, who can really defend. It was a Pac-12 Freshman of the Month winner last year, and then David, you mentioned Ethan Wright, the Ivy League transfer. He's the yep. guy that'll space the floor for him. So you 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 look at what Tad Boyle's done in this offseason. Like, you don't think that adding Ethan Wright from from Yale or from Princeton and Jalen from from Yale are, like, high-impact moves, but one of Tad Boyle's best attributes as a coach is he finds really good roster fits, and mm. that's exactly what he's done this offseason.
1: Yeah, something that's kind of a hallmark of Tad Boyle teams in general is there's a lot of leadership at the top, a lot of senior presence uh, in all of his teams, you know, you saw that a lot with McKinley, Wright. You saw that with Tyler Bay. And obviously I think the most prominent example of that is Evan Batty, who uh, mulling over right now, some overseas offers, but as soon as he's done playing professionally, I'm sure he will go into that Colorado front office, go into that Colorado coaching carousel. Um, But that's kind of a hallmark of those Tad Boyle teams is having, seniors and grad students that kind of show the young kids, the ropes show the Colorado way and bringing in two grad students this year, one from Yale, one from Princeton, just kind of shows how much that leadership matters to this Colorado squad.
2: Yeah. Just they're to getting smart players too. I <laughs> <laughs> transfers. They're, they're high IQ guys. They play discipline. You know, I'm kidding. <laughs> but like, you're, you're not exactly wrong either. I mean no. I mean I'm not wrong. Ethan Wright's a very smart basketball player. I'm not yeah, no, he's absolutely. A, he's a good. You know, he's a
1: good shooter. He's yeah. the Ryan Fitzpatrick of basketball. <laughs> oh God,
0: right. no. Yeah, I and mean, then we should also mention that Nikay Clifford and Max Daniels, two guys that are going to return, come back. So Boyle also returns guys that are familiar with his system, what he wants to do. I, I'm David. You you know I'm a big fan. Big fan of bringing in, bringing back guys that understand what you want to yeah. do in this day and age in college basketball, yeah. especially with the
2: amount of player movement we have. I mean, it's massive. I mean, getting what's more impressively, and honestly, the next couple of years, plus two, the only reason I ask is because we talk about transfer all the time. What's more impressive? Is a coach bringing in one of the best transfers on the market or keeping a player who would have been the one, one of the best transfers on the market?
0: Uh, like, honestly, like, very school-dependent, obviously, but, like, if you're a mid major and like you can keep a a player around, like even even like a player at like a low market, like high major school, mm-hmm. like like Colorado, for instance, like that's a big deal. That's, yeah. that's a, it's a really big deal to keep those players around, especially with how easy it is to move around now. And like we we say it's the one time transfer rule, but it's not. You, you can transfer what you want, and you're pretty much guaranteed to get a waiver. Like the those are handed out pretty much at will at
2: this point the NCAA absolutely. hates getting called the bad guy even though everyone absolutely already hates him. everyone already hates him <laughs> right
1: so yeah. it's like yeah. yeah but you look at somebody like McKinley right like are you telling me that he couldn't have had minutes at somewhere like Kentucky like oh, he totally I think you're though. a liar I think absolutely. you're a liar well the you're year that they could have gotten minutes Kentucky won what
2: how many games did they went in 20 uh 2021 okay but
1: any of his years not just his yeah senior, no you're right you know you know a Big major program like that, great Point guard Bro, of the Kansas because that's where Tad Boyle played when he was in college. Like, I mean, you look, have, you look at Kansas, you look at like a just another point
0: guard example from the Pac 12, Remy Martin, who got huge minutes on a national championship team. Exactly, year. So, exactly. So like, these like that, that's something that's so special about Boyle that his teams consistently compete despite the amount of challenges he faces.
1: Yeah, and, and everybody yeah. really buys into his system. Yeah. As far as I can tell, the same all, right. Thing. all right, time <laughs> to talk about their schedule.
0: So, who Colorado Myrtle Beach does play Colorado State this year, as they always do. It seems like uh, that'll be the it's, it's been a little
1: while actually um, since they've played them in basketball, they play football every year, but in basketball, it's been a couple of years since Colorado's played them. That's been a point of contention for Colorado State fans, thinking that Tad Boyle's kind of ducking them. but. Mm -hmm. Scheduling-wise, I don't think that's genuous at all. I think that's completely (laughs) disingenuous because you look at the first game they have on their schedule this year, which is an exhibition about Colorado at Colorado School of Mines. and That was originally scheduled. It was a home. Yeah. It was originally scheduled for 2020, got canceled due to COVID because Pac-12 was only playing Pac-12 teams for the most majority of their schedule that year. Um, And Tad Boyle trying to make nice on, you know, the uh the scheduling there, he said, all right, well we'll just bump it back a couple of years and still give you guys the opportunity to play us. You know that's a big revenue booster for a small school like that, a Division two school like that, which just kind of goes to show you that he's just a very forward thinking scheduler. You know, a very honest yeah. man. You know,
0: and just and just a quick question for you is is that game being played in the minds because like that's something that boils. <laughs>
2: Thing. That is a... right top on right on top of um oh okay, boss, you need to help me here. You're a big yes. fan of mountains, correct? I am. There's a mountain <laughs> big, in big mountain guy. Yeah. let <laughs> That starts with the letter E that I went to. Mount Evans. <laughs> it's being played in Mount Evans. There you go. <laughs> Just like so you know, a Michigan State Gonzaga being played in an aircraft carrier. Colorado Colorado C is being played on Mount Evans.
1: Let me let me hit you with one. If you want a mountain, if you want a top. mountain that, if you want a mountain that has a flat top, make it easier to play basketball on. Table Mesa, Table Mesa. You heard it here.
2: Let's talk to the Pac-12 commissioner, whoever that is, probably some boring name like Bob Smith. <laughs> Can you make this happen? Former Stanford athletic here, Bob Smith. Can we make this happen? You know, and, and I mean, that'd be great. Well, you they play at Myrtle Beach, correctly.
0: Yes, they do. They also, I don't know if you saw it cuz they for some reason hide it at the t- uh, bottom of Colorado's schedule, but Colorado is going to go to Nashville and they're going to play Tennessee this year. So,
1: that, that that'll be an interesting. It feels it feels like Colorado's played Tennessee every year for like 4 years now. Yeah, for they some they,
0: they played them a couple years ago and Tennessee held them to like 40 points and everyone was super impressed. And and then you know we know what happened to Tennessee at the end of that year. They lost, got beat yeah. by twenty by Oregon State. Um, so that and that ended up great.
1: And um, yeah, whose fault was that, Liddy? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yes, they did. They, Colorado does go to Myrtle Beach. That's their MT this year. It's called the Myrtle Beach Invitational. My guess is they are either the two or three seed in in this. AM probably gets the one seed, but we're looking at maybe a, a semifinal matchup with Loyola. And that, that that will be a highly competitive game. Some great basketball minds there. Two great coaches. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if, if Colorado can if Colorado beats Loyola, Texas AM, even even that Tennessee loss, they're they're in business. If if they win the Myrtle Beach invitational. Absolutely. So to close this out, boss, I don't know if you know this, what we always do to close this out, best and worst case scenario for the for this team. And I'll start Ooh. with you.
1: That's that's a tough question for me because I there's there's just a lot of roster turnover this year. Um, Tristan DeSile was kind of the anchor of the team, and this is going to be the first Colorado team we've seen without Evan Batty since all the way back in 2017 when he had a stroke. Um, obviously, he overcame that, doing well now uh, as he played four years of college basketball afterwards. But um, it's been a long time since they've had that leadership in the room and I just don't know how well the team's going to mend after that. I think worst-case scenario, this team's still going to be a 500-in-conference team because they're at 500-in-conference every year. And like we've mentioned earlier, the talent on top to bottom of the roster is totally fine. Like, Like, I'm not worried about the talent at all. I just don't know how well the team's going to mesh. That being said, best-case scenario, if guys like Tristan Da Silva make big steps, if the the Princeton and the Yale transfers step up, somebody like K.J. Simpson takes a huge step, this team could be a top three Pac-12 finisher. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that. Totally. Pac-12, I, 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 not
2: insanely strong. I mean, a lot yeah. of the teams yeah, are absolutely adding water. Like the Washingtons, the Stanfords, I still think are are okay. Wazoo have just kind of been in the same spot for a few years now. You, you know, Utah, a lot of these guys, a lot of these quads, I, I don't think are going to be better than Colorado.
1: Mm-mm. The Pac-12 is we'll a see very Pac-12 is a see very Pac-12 is a very top-heavy I conference. I, I mean, you have, yeah. you know, your UCLA and your USC every year at the top. Arizona makes a push every year as well, but like after the the big three or four, like it's right. kind of a toss-up every year, you know.
2: Yeah, Arizona, by the way, a team that, if I'm not mistaken, Colorado beat last year. Yeah, yeah, they, they did. He, by, Seventeen, or 16. That, that's another
0: aspect to, of, of this. Colorado has maybe the best home court advantage yeah. in the entire conference. So, like for for me, like worst case scenario, like they're not losing the like they're not losing games to Utah, they're not losing games to Cal, they're not losing games to Oregon State. Like yeah. there are six, seven wins that are like absolute slam dunk for sure's for for this Colorado team because Tad Boyle will not lose to those guys. <laughs> <laughs> And so, I think, boss. I think I'm with you. Like, like baseline, they're a 500 Pac-12 team. They're the sixth, seventh best team in the in the conference, and the, the, and they they and they go from there in the conference tournament. Best case scenario, KJ Simpson is better than a couple of the the point guards in in the conference that we think he's going to be. That being like. He, he has a better season than like a Kirk Krasa, like, yeah, or like Will <laughs> you know. Richardson or something like that. He has a better season than those guys. Boyle is very good rotating his bigs, and Colorado finishes as the third best team in the in the Pac twelve. I and, and makes the tournament as like I think like a seven or eight seed. I'm gonna say I eight, think, yeah. I I think that that like listen, David. We we've been saying we we've recorded. The 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 a couple episodes ahead. We've been like a common theme is like these teams in the 60s and 50s. Like their ceilings are going to be like oh maybe they'll be right around the tournament. Like at the at the end. Like like if they, they'll be happy if they're on the bubble late in the season. Colorado's ceiling is like they're like safely in by like the, like the end of February.
2: Yeah, that's their ceiling. With if they reach that's the question. that is that is the question. You know with with the roster turnover like Bust mentioned.
0: Yep. All right, boys. Boss, um, we're going
2: to already... shout outs.
1: Any, Any shout, shout out? outs?
2: Oh, boy. I got one a... for
1: you. Yeah, hit me. Hit me. Shout out Monroe. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. My coworker, Monroe, she's great. Um, no, uh, I that's actually do boy. have a statement I want to throw out. It's not necessarily a shout out, but it is a statement I want to close with. Uh, and it's about my favorite head coach, Tad Boyle. And that <laughs> statement is as follows Tad Boyle, as a head coach, has never lost at home to the University of Oregon. There
0: you go. There you go. We
1: got it in. We got it in. But <laughs> least a broad for
2: putting it at a call party.
0: <laughs> um, I'll give a real quick shout-out to J.T. Kopfer, who just won the, the Stanley Cup from Northbrook.
1: And shout-out um, to his sister, Jessie, too. She's great. Yes,
0: yes. All right. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to the number 66 team in the country, the Colorado Buffaloes. Tomorrow – we are going to, again, discuss a team with a new head coach, looking for some new life, potential giant sleeping fan base. Mm-hmm. That'll, that's all tomorrow. The Thanks, everyone. I'm
2: going to watch live tomorrow.
0: Yes. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for, for tuning in to this episode of Selection Summer. This has been Marathon to March. We'll see you next time.